Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Today, our guest is Jeremy Smith from Linder Media and Angling Edge. Jeremy, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you having me. Today, we wanted to talk to you about something that I feel isn't discussed too often, and that's really the best line for ice fishing. This, this is something that your direct contact with the fish, but a lot of people just don't give it a lot of thought. Jeremy, what do you think about, about ice fishing line and kind of where it is on, in people's consciousness when they're we're thinking about gearing up for the season? Yeah, so I, obviously line is a, is a huge deal, and it's not only ice fishing, it's open water. And and uh, talking to people throughout the year. It's one of the biggest questions we get asked. And my answer to it typically is, well, whatever you're most comfortable with. So in a situation, you might choose to use braid where I might like fluorocarbon and Al Linder might like monofilament. Then we could all be successful in that. It, it really comes down to a personal preference. But I can kind of share with you some of the ideas that I have and why I make certain, certain choices with, with line. And a lot of it, is uh, uh, mono. I, I fish a lot of mono and some fluorocarbon ice fishing, and it's primarily because it's what I grew up with. It's what I'm used to, and it and it fits the bill for a lot of different situations. Tell me a little bit more about mono. What what is it that makes mono kind of your go to on most of your rods? Sure. So uh, one thing is I, I do like the handling characteristics of it. Uh, I fish outside most most of the time. Um, we'll just use panfish as a as a starting example here. So what I what I really like about mono um, is that it has a little bit of memory to it. So for example, if I'm fishing bluegills with a really light jig, if a fish bites it, a lot of you know a lot of the talk is you know is it an upbite? Do you see the do you see the, the the fish bite on your rod tip? Do you see it bounce? Well, often you can just watch your line and see if, if your line moves. If your line straightens out or if it jumps, you, you know you've got a bite on a really finicky fish. So your line and the memory in your line can essentially act as what a, what a spring bobber does in, in many situations. So that's one of the, the, the biggest reasons I like it for um, fishing, you know, fishing outside and getting, getting those really light bites. And I feel like it manages uh, or sheds ice really, really well outside. So those are the reasons why you're using mono. When you're going to a braid or you're going to a fluoro, what is it that the mono's not giving you uh, to make you want to switch to something else in those, those times you're using a different type of line? Yeah, so when, I, when, I'm, fishing with, uh, when I'm fishing with braid, for example, a lot of times I'm, I'm using braid when I'm fishing, you know, more rugged conditions where it's, it's really cold. You might be fishing walleyes or trout or something like that outside where you know you just want to be able to rip the stuff off with your with your gloves it might be getting tangled on something you know that it's just a, a really durable tough line and you can still you know just pinch your mitts on it and strip the ice off of it and you're not gonna you're not gonna do any damage to it so I tend to use braid when it's uh you know I'm fishing uh bigger stuff out you know and I'm dealing with a lot of really uh just tough conditions is when I, I typically tend to use braid. Okay, so what pound test are you using when you're fishing panfish? So I really, really like fishing three pounds. So I know a lot of guys would would argue that um, 
you know, you, you need to have one pound or you need to have two pound line to get more bites. And I'm not saying that that isn't true in, in many cases. However, um, I just find that the utility of it isn't necessarily there. So if um, I could maybe get a couple more sunnies to bite because I was using one pound and then up breaking off a nice bass, breaking off, you know, getting bit off by pike, losing a big crappie and the transducer getting wrapped around. So I find that when you're fishing that light line, you know, you're going to have a higher failure rate, especially if you start getting around some, some bigger fish. So stepping up to that three pound, I feel like is a really sweet spot. The line is tough. Yeah, I feel like you're still getting a, a ton of bites with it. If you do hook into a big bass, you're, you know, you're fishing for gills and you end up on some really big crappies, you're able to handle those fish a lot better and you just have a, a lot less chance of failure and you're not having to retie tiny little jigs when it's when it's 20 below and the wind is blowing, right? Right. That's another thing that I don't think people think about is, you know, when we're, we're tying jigs on in our living room, it's pretty easy to work with that light line, but when you get out in the cold and you have to take your gloves off and everything is white, so it's harder to see things, it definitely helps oh, yeah. a little bit bulkier line. Yeah, and there's one line that I've, um, in particular, a mono that I've, I've come to fall in love with the past few years, and I started using it for jig and wrap fishing in open water and then, and then snap jigging, and that's Suffix Advanced Mono. So it's a the, it's a mono that actually sinks, but it has incredibly low stretch. It's, it's the lowest stretching mono that I know. And there are, I mean, it comes in, and I think it's four pound all the way up to, you know, 25 pound or whatever it is. But the six pound suffix advanced mono is like the craziest line I've ever seen. I'll use it in the summertime when I'm, I'll throw deep diving crankbaits on this, on this line. I'll use, I've got, I've got 40 pound flatheads on, on this line. I've caught giant muskies with this line. I've caught tons of walleyes. You name it, it's like the six pound you can't break. And it's what I use when I'm burbot fishing, which I, I really love burbot fishing. I'm using it for lake trout fishing. I'm using it for walleye fishing. It's a line with low stretch. It sinks and it is tough as nails. And it's not, don't get this line and think, well, I don't, I don't trust the six pound. I, I'm going to go with eight or 10. The eight and 10 are not the same as the six. There's something, I have no idea what it is, but there's something really magic about that six. So the six pound, that's your go-to. I was actually, my next question is, what are you using for walleye? So that's going to be your go-to for walleye fishing. Uh, yeah, I just use it for every, you know, I just use it for any bigger fish applications. That is absolutely the, the thing I'm, I'm going with. So I, I really, really like that line a ton, and that's what I've, I've been using, and it handles, handles well in the cold. Well, inline reels have definitely arrived on the scene. It seems like just about everybody is fishing inlines, especially for panfish. Does real choice matter when it comes to choosing the best line to use? Well, um, you know, kind of back to what I had said earlier, one of my friends, Brian, had given me some great advice about fishing years back, and I, it's really stuck with me. He said, what I was telling him about some technique that I thought worked well. And he goes, Hey, you know, the only thing objective about fishing is the fish. And so if you think that you're going to have better success and you're not going to have the, the jig spinning and that type of thing with an, with an in reel or an inline reel, then absolutely. That's, that's the way to go. And, and, and you like that. That's great. I still fish with traditional spinning equipment for pretty much every situation I've got on the ice. It's, it's what I like. I don't, I have fished with the inline reels. Maybe I just haven't had the right one, but I, I 
I just didn't see a distinct advantage to having that. So I, I still I still fish with traditional spinning gear. Very cool. One thing we haven't talked about much, I've mentioned it a few different times, but I haven't heard you say anything about is, is fluorocarbon so far. And um, I actually just watched the video that uh, Linders produced last year at the St. Paul show, asked all the pros about their favorite lines, and many of them said fluorocarbon. So there's these microfluoros out now that are super narrow and, and you know, supposedly invisible to the fish. What about fluorocarbon? I haven't heard you say anything about it yet. So is that something that you're not into yet? And if so, what? No, I, I do fish. A, I do fish a, a ton of fluorocarbon as you know, throughout, throughout the year. It's obviously a, the, the main choice for a leader line. I do like the Invisalign ice fluorocarbon a lot. It has really, um, it handles a lot like a mono. So the biggest, um, issue that you'll have with fluorocarbon obviously is the the extreme memory that it can have so you when you're ice fishing you really unless you're in a warm comfortable house you really want to look at the suppleness of that of that line so if it's a really stiff fluorocarbon it's not going to be a, a good choice for uh, most ice fishing applications and one thing i see people make a mistake of when they're spooling up spinning equipment with uh, with fluorocarbon is they'll over spool the reel so if you put too much line on the reel that's when you're going to start to have the big bird's nests or the you know big hoops coming off the off the line so you want to make sure that you're keeping that spool about an eighth inch from the from the rim of it from it from it being completely full and you'll have a lot better handling characteristics with it so fluorocarbon's a, a, a great choice and, and if you can get a nice supple fluorocarbon that um, i mean it, it's it's the way to it's a it's a great way to go We've been talking line that we're going to put on a reel, a rod that we're holding. What about line for rigging tip-ups and rattle reels in the house? How do you set up your tip-ups and rattle reels? So I, I, do, I don't, I guess would be the best thing. I'm not a big, big pop-up guy or a rattle reel. I just like to, I like to have a stick in my hand and cut and walk. That's kind of my deal. And I've always felt that they slow me down, but it does produce a, it does produce a lot of fish. So, you know, some guys like the, you know, my friend Mike Hainer, he, he fishes a, a ton of Dacron still. And then there's a, there's another new line that Suffix has come out with. It's the, um, it basically has the feel of a fly line. So that's the biggest thing, right? Is, is just having messes show up on your, you know, you've got a line that you, you, you take it off the spool, you throw it all over and it gets all, all messed up. And it's called the, it's called the V coat rattle reel line. And it's, it's a lot like a, really a lot like a um, a fly line so you can pile this stuff up and it just doesn't it just doesn't get messy so that's a really you know from what i've seen and i'm certainly no expert at it that's been a really nice nice product to use as well and like a 20 pound test jeremy is there something about ice fishing line that i haven't asked you about that you want to get out to our audience well i mean i again i just think i really can't drive the point home enough that you know if if you're just, you know, you're fishing mono or you're fishing braid or you're fishing fluorocarbon and you like it and you're catching fish with it and you're hearing everybody talk about, hey, you know, this is really the, the only way to go. Certainly give it a try. It's always fun to experiment and you might find advantages to it. But if it's working and you're comfortable with it, that's the best choice for you. It, it really is. So um, there are situations where, you know, maybe, uh, maybe braid isn't isn't the best answer or mono isn't the best answer but if it's working for you and you're comfortable with it absolutely use use that 
you know, that's, that's the right choice. Go with what you got. You guys are getting ready for ice season right now and kind of gearing up for videos. Tell us kind of what people can expect out of Linder Media for uh, ice season this year. What kind of cool things do you have going? Yeah, so last year we launched a product called um, Angling Buzz Ice, and uh, it, w- it was a real success. So we do four um, episodes that are, that are long, usually 30 to 50 minutes in length, and we'll, we start launching those mid-October. We do another one mid-November, another one mid-December, and a final one in mid, mid-January. And then throughout the ice period, we're, we're dropping in three additional pieces of of content. So if you look at Angling Buzz Ice, if you go to our website, uh, check out Angling Buzz or our YouTube channel, you'll see a, a lot of content. It's, it's been fun because we've got a chance to work with all the, all the big boys that are super into, into ice fishing. We shot with them all last year. We'll be shooting with those guys as soon as we get hard water again. And we're just, we're uh, getting the best content we, we can possibly get out on the ice and, and sharing that with, with people. And you're getting three shots of it a week. So it's, a, it's, it's been a fun project and it's been well received. Awesome. If people want to watch that, see that, where can they find it? YouTube is the best, best, best spot to look at a lot of it, but we've also got written content and more information on anglingbuzz.com. But if you just uh, look on YouTube for Angling Buzz Ice, you'll see a, a ton of content up there as well. Awesome. Jeremy Smith from Linder Media, Angling Edge. Have a great season on the ice. Really appreciate you coming on, talking some line with us today. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.